I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer health topics in a smart and sometimes counterintuitive way you won't hear anywhere else. Like, what's the least amount of exercise I can do to get the benefits? Which psychedelics can improve my mental health? And how can I check for cancer if I don't have a family doctor? Top experts help me bring you what you need to know in plain language in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Ian Hanamansing. Welcome to Checkup's Ask Me Anything podcast. And today we have our AMA about mortgage shock. The economy has slowed. You know, many people, certainly if you're on a variable rate mortgage, you felt it immediately. And if your mortgage is renewed since we raised, you're probably resetting at a higher rate. I'm seeing um, upwards of $1,000 a month difference depending on the mortgage amount in, in additional interest costs. It might be a better choice to look for a house or a condo that's less than what your budget is today, knowing that by next year, your budget may have went up 10 to 20% just in fixed living costs. After repeated interest rate hikes, the central bank opted to hold the rate steady at 5% for the second time in a row. And last week in Ottawa, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem said mortgage holders were on his mind when he was making that decision. According to RBC, 60% of mortgages in Canada are set to renew in the next three years. And unless interest rates come down soon, many of those borrowers could see their payments rise significantly. That's the focus of this week's Ask Me Anything. Our AMA guest is Ron Butler. He is a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgage. Ron answered questions about mortgage rate risk and how to avoid the shock that could come with renewal. And here are a few highlights from the show. Ron, thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Ian. So we heard the Bank of Canada governor say, or he has said, that uh, he had mortgage holders in mind when, you know, it was one of the factors he kept in mind as he was holding rates steady. Uh, Should mortgage holders uh, take some comfort in that? Sure. There's really not much doubt that the Bank of Canada is ending their increase phase. The hikes may be over. And once that happens, fixed rates will start to fall as bond yields decline. So there could be definitely be some relief on the horizon. Now, your company works with uh, mortgage holders, with households uh, in various parts of the country. What are the challenges, some of the challenges you're hearing from your clients right now? It's all about variable rate increases, which cause payments to go up or decrease uh, equity in the home, or it's facing renewals that are substantially higher than anything anybody expected. So, Ron, you know that there are people out there listening who are facing renewals, who are facing some anxiety about the renewals. Uh, What's the first step they should take when they try to figure out uh, their strategy? The first step is to anticipate the, the coming change in rate. If you've got a renewal coming up in the next three or four months, there's no reason that you shouldn't start to become active about managing it now. You can contact your existing lender. You can also search the marketplace for what's the lowest available rate. You can consult with professionals like a mortgage broker or a bank representative about what's the best strategy. Should it be a one-year, a two-year, a three-year, a five-year? What's the right approach? What's the best 
outcome that I can look forward to. And that way you're better prepared when the renewal actually hits. So Ron, in these times of, of incredibly expensive real estate and the rates being higher than, than they had been, um, is there much choice for people who want to get a mortgage or is it all the same from the various lenders? There's always choice and there's always differences. Rate differences can range in some cases as much as 1% for the same mortgage term. So it is very important to search out what's the best available deal on any term that the consumer may want to choose. Let's go to the phone lines and Huma Butt is in Milton, Ontario. Hi, Huma. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty well. Good. So I'll let you go ahead. And I, to, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was listening to your conversation, and I was very uh, like after listening to him. I'm very hopeful that hope so we get something uh, with this renewal. Actually, uh, I got my first home in 2022, mm-hmm. and at that time the prices were very high, and we got the interest rate for like 2.99. And last year, and we got the mortgage we got from the private lender, and we got the mortgage for one year. And last year, we ne- renew our mortgage, and we got the rate of 7.89. Wow, what and a difference. Are, yes, and we are paying 5000 for a two-bedroom townhouse. And now, again, uh, I, I have a question for a mortgage broker, uh, expert. That mm-hmm. we, uh, our uh, renewal is coming in this February. So I need a suggestion that uh, should I go for a bank or should I continue with my private lender? Or I was planning, like I was thinking that we can upgrade to a bigger house so we can, you know, uh, rent our basement and we can, you know, uh, like balance our finances. Because right now we are like with living with three kids, husband, and we both are working day and night. And it's very hard to, you know, paying this $5,000 and like we left with, with nothing. Mm-hmm. So like very like challenging time for everybody. So I really uh, wanted to know his opinion on this, like yeah. which option I should opt for. Yeah, so Huma, stay on the line. Ron Butler is going to answer your question and he may have a follow-up question for you. But Ron, go ahead. The most important thing is to explore every possibility of going with a bank or other institutional lender. You should try to avoid the private lender. You should try to search and develop strategies in whatever way you can to get a lower rate. You you know, some rates are as low as five nine nine. Um, definitely, again, opportunity to get the payment down and certainly get the interest rate down. You have to investigate. You have to search. You have to make calls and uh, find out if there's a way to get with an institutional lender. Huma, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, do you have a follow up for Ron? Yeah, but the thing is, like uh, five point nine, like seven point eighty nine, we came back to. But do you think like uh, going for uh, upgrade the house is a good option, or should I have to stay in the same house and go for the renewal? What What would you suggest in the in this market? Like you know, the prices are very down because the time I got this house, it was like one point two, and now when I look into the market, it's like eight seventy eight or eight fifty. It's something around this. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what do you think, like going for a, for an upgrade of house is a better option or, or staying in the same house and going for another lender and it, or, or the bank is would be a good option? Yeah, Ron? Always the bank, a better option than private. But the main thing to do in, in any kind of anticipation of, a, of an upgrade is to first make an application to find out if you qualify. We have a 2% stress test in this country, which tends to reduce what people can actually afford to get. 
And it's really important to review what you possibly can get as a mortgage before you embark on any consideration of a new purchase. All right. right. Uh, Huma, right. thank you. Thank you very much for your call. Ron, thank you very much for... Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank your you. response. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Fredericton, New Brunswick, and Kate McRae is calling us. Hi, Kate. Hi. Uh, what's your situation and your question for Ron? Well, I, I have a 20-year-old fixed-rate mortgage. And um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I've been very grateful that I that I opted for no surprises, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm up for renewal in March of 25. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really wondering how, how, uh, terrified ought I to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Ron may have some follow-up questions for you. Um, but, uh, sure. but let, let, so stay on the line, Kate and, and Ron, yeah. why don't you weigh in? Well, it starts with what is the interest rate right now? That's what, that's what it, yeah. Right now? Yeah. Uh, you're asking me? Yep. Oh, honestly, yeah. Honestly, I can't, I can't tell you. But it, it, mu- it must be, it's, <laughs> well, it's it probably... it must be good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's yeah, probably no, fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm pretty... Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, well, it was, it was 2003. Things were, were pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what I, what uh, I would suggest is you, your uh, 2025 is still uh, a bit away. And there's a reasonable possibility that rates, particularly fixed rates, will come down by that time. They won't they won't come down to the super low levels we experienced in 2020 and 2021. But they they will be lower. So, again, the best approach is about three months before your actual renewal date that you would contact financial institutions or mortgage brokers and start to research what rates are available then. I mean, there's, okay, there's so you're no point in breaking the mortgage right in now. advance of, of absolutely of yes, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, and, and that's tremendously useful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Kate, is there anything else you wanted to ask Ron about? I don't think so. Okay, thank well, you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. Hey, my name is Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast, and every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ron, I'm going to ask a question that's going to strike a bunch of people who are listening as naive, because in our household, my wife uh, takes care of all the finances. I am, um, you know, embarrassingly naive when it comes to, to money matters. Um, so I know when we got our first mortgage, we we had a bank that we dealt with uh, and were very happy with uh, all of our dealings. And basically, our mortgage was always with them. Uh, but for somebody who's starting out... Um, where should they go when they start making these calls about checking on on mortgage rates? Like they probably have their own bank. They may have the bank that their parents banked with. Um, I, you know, do they call up a mortgage break, broker? What should they do? Look, there's a lot of different possibilities. People can just start by simply going online. Uh, if you just Google the inquiry lowest mortgage rates, you'll see a whole bunch of rate sites come up and you can do a bit better research right there uh, and get some information. You should almost always check with your existing lender or the people who are working with you right now in your checking account and your day-to-day banking. Absolutely worth a call or worth investigating their offerings. And then finally, uh, yes, 
check with a mortgage broker. The, the advantage of mortgage brokers is choice, that mortgage brokers can go everywhere, all the different options that are available, look at what all the best rates and best programs are in the marketplace. But by all means, check online, check with your own bank, and check with a mortgage broker. Now, the only thing that scares a lot of us about just uh, checking online in an area we don't know a lot about is uh, is protecting ourselves from, I mean, out-and-out -out scams in some cases or organizations that are just not as good as other organizations. So how do you go about figuring out who to trust and, and who you shouldn't trust? Well, I'm fortunate to know how Google places the uh, the rate sites throughout Canada right now because mm -hmm. we use them ourselves. And I would tell you that in the top 10 or 12 or 15 of Google recommendations uh, today, there's no scams. There's no uh, people trying to steal information. Uh, it's been very well developed and it is very legitimate. That's great to hear. I don't think that advice fits for everything with what's at the top oh, of the no, search no, list. No. But the fact that you, you've you seen uh, that search list and you're saying that obviously means a lot. So that is fantastic. Uh, Ron, uh, David from BC texts us this. My wife and I have the option of making extra payments towards our mortgage before we need to renew. Is this a good option in the long run or should we just keep going on with our normal payments? Ron? This is always a good option, particularly since there's the highest likelihood that the renewal rate that's coming up will be higher than the rate you're paying today. Therefore, if you make additional lump sum payments or you increase your ongoing regular payment, that will create a lower mortgage balance. Therefore, there will be a lower payment to be faced when the renewal comes up. And, and that payment goes right to the principal, I guess, right? Every single time. Every single time you make any additional payment, whether increasing your biweekly or monthly payment or making any sort of lump sum payment, it always goes directly to principal. And, and again, because I don't know these things, is there a, a maximum that your lending institution often gives you to make that extra payment? On average, it's about 15% lump sum. So that could be a, a sizable amount. If you've got a $300,000 mortgage, you could have between uh, 45,000, 60,000 available limit. In most cases, you can increase your payments by as much as double uh, or at least 15 or 20%. So there's a lot of options available to pay a lot of extra money towards your mortgage and reduce that principal. We got a call from Mary who wanted to pass on this question. She says she remembers the 80s when whole blocks of homes were lost. She says with rates as high as 25%. I, I don't remember rates quite that high, but I certainly remember 18 and 20%. In, yeah. in, in any event, is there any chance rates will get that high again, she asks you. There are no, there's no chance at this time that rates will get to anywhere near that level. Inflation is actually coming down in the last two reports, although some microscopic bumps up and down, but certainly it's down from the highs of 8% that we saw earlier in the year. That's, that's passed. Uh, and put it to you this way, our society can no longer function at 18% interest rates. When the price of homes is a million dollars and many people have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of mortgages, it's just not manageable. It's always important to remember back in the 80s when there were 18% mortgage rates, the average price of a house was about 129000 hmm. <laughs> Wow. I, I guess I knew that, but uh, it's amazing to actually hear a number like that. But having said all that, and you know this as well, uh, obviously it's, it, there's no circumstance where losing a house because you can't make a payment is, uh, is any comfort. And uh, boy, there were people who definitely went through that in the early 80s. Sean Harmon is uh, calling us from Thompson, Manitoba. Hi, Sean. 
Hello. What's your question for Ron? Uh, my question is, um, getting close to retirement, we're fortunate enough to have some equity in our home, and I was wondering about the validity of the reverse home mortgages. It's a great question. Uh, they are a, a useful tool in certain circumstances. Uh, they are designed to eliminate you having to make a payment in terms of the mortgage actually grows. Instead of you paying down a mortgage, the mortgage actually just grows and you make no payment on it. It is a useful tool. It is worthwhile considering, but it takes a lot of analysis and it does really need a thorough investigation, both on your part and the assistance, I would strongly suggest, of a mortgage professional who can show you just exactly what the ins and outs of it are. Uh, but it is a tool for people who want to retire and stay in their home. And, and Ron, give me an example of, of one or two of the issues we should keep in mind as we investigate the reverse mortgage. Well, first of all, the interest rate is somewhat higher than normal bank rates because, again, it's a whole different beast. It is a mortgage that there's no payments. It simply increases with that interest rate. So there is some additional risk to the uh, financial institution who has to take it on because they're not getting any payments. They have to be compensated for that risk. Uh, the other consideration is you're gonna ha you're, there's going to be no uh, uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for anybody's kids. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that mortgage is going to grow, and eventually, uh, when that when people do leave that home, because everybody leaves sooner or later, uh, they either retire to another location or, regrettably, they just pass on. So, at a certain point, there is going to be a sale of that house, and because the mortgage has grown significantly, uh, there's going to be nothing left over for an estate, or very little, or a lot less. Now. It's quite reasonable to say that you have the philosophy that I want to die broke, you know, and uh, I don't I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's up to individual. It's an individual decision. But it's important that people do understand just exactly what's going to happen when they take on a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Sean, any follow up question? Uh, no, I think that's it. Is there an obvious pitfall that a person should avoid? There's no obvious pitfall. These mortgages are by their design very well explained. There is very plain language in reviewing those contracts. And everybody would understand exactly what they're getting when they sign up. So there's no sort of hidden flaw or or there's no sort of scam associated with them. They're perfectly legitimate. The banks that offer them are legitimate organizations. Uh, it's just about really understanding what the end result is going to be uh, when the time comes that the house is sold. Sean, thank you very much for your call. Ron, we have almost exactly a minute. And, you know, these are anxious times. I'm sure you know this, dealing with your clients as they look at real estate is so expensive and interest rates have been on the rise. So maybe a, a last word of advice or wisdom for those anxious people wondering about the next time they have to renew their mortgage. Well, for people who have got renewals coming up, uh, there's two considerations that they could appeal to their lending institution to expand re-expand their uh, amortizations back to their original amortization if they're finding the new higher payment unmanageable and also to shop and see just exactly what is out there what can be done to ameliorate their situation look there is a lot of anxiety we take calls all the time from people who are saying hey i'm going from 3.69 to 6.39 and it's very difficult so we appreciate it we understand it there are some options seek out advice it's never going to be perfect. I mean, this new interest rate world is here. It's real. It's uh, it's going to get a little bit better, but it's not going to become perfect soon. 
So we highly recommend that people explore all their options about how to get their payments under control. You were the perfect guest for an Ask Me Anything. You know the answers and you describe them very clearly and I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, Ian. I appreciate it. Ron Butler, mortgage broker at Butler Mortgage and we reached him in Toronto. That was a portion of Cross Country Checkup's AMA about mortgage shock with Ron Butler. He's a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgage. If you'd like to listen to yesterday's full two-hour edition of Cross Country Checkup, you can stream the podcast on the CBC Listen app. And if you'd like to share comments or appear on a future show, go to cbc.ca slash aircheck. I'm Ian Hanamansing. Thanks for listening. The next live edition of Checkup airs on CBC Radio, CBC News Network, and CBC News Explore next Sunday. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.